0: Welcome everybody to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. But I love the book of Ephesians because the book is about who we are in Christ. It's full of promises and, and lessons about who we are in Jesus Christ. And that's important because we forget. We leak. And we forget about this great narrative that we've been invited into and written into. And and, and this limitless God that we serve. And the book of Ephesians is all over that. And and just expresses it over and over again. Just as if Paul was trying to get a point across. I think he was, right? As if the Holy Spirit was trying to get a point across. 2,000 years later, the Holy Spirit is still trying to get this point across to us that we need to remember who we are in Christ, and we need to remember who God is. Because when we remember those things, the circumstances and the situations we find ourselves in, we find more victory in, more power in. Because we avail ourselves to the resources that are given to sons and daughters of the Most High God. This is what I love about the book of Ephesians. It's all over this. All over it, trying to to get us to understand who we are in Christ and who God is and all the limitless resources that are available to sons and daughters of God. I love that. Dive back into. We'll go back to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Christ, Say every spiritual blessing. blessing. In the heavenly places. The word every again means all. Nothing is left out. Okay? It's all of it. God doesn't leave anything out. The word blessed means to celebrate. Means to consecrate and set apart. Joe and I were just talking about that this morning. Just how great it is that we've been set apart. That this blessing moves us into a whole new dimension, a whole new position, a whole new set of circumstances for our life. See, this is what it's done. It is setting us apart for something. Every spiritual blessing. The word spiritual means a divine influence. A divine influence that regenerates. That regenerates. So there's something eternal going on. There's something in our spirit that God is doing in there with these blessings. Every spiritual blessing is an eternal work that comes out of us. And with every spiritual blessing, this word for blessing means a benefit that is applied. And it's a benefit that leads us to worship. So this is a powerful introduction to this whole chapter. And... If you remember last week, I said there's like 19 spiritual blessings here. And I was going to go through each and every one of them. But I'm not going to do that to you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put them on Facebook. I'm going to send you by email. I'll list them all out. Because chapter 2 is full of them too. So you can start to dive into chapter 2. And and look for every spiritual blessing that is listed in these in these two chapters. They're they're powerful and and they're amazing. So I'll send them to you. But I, I really want to... I want to take you on a trip this morning. Okay, I want to take you on a very specific trip into the mind of Jay. Are you ready for this? And I want you to use your imagination today. If so if you have limitless imagination today, I want you to imagine that you're in an Iron Sharp Iron Men's event with me today. Because I want to talk about one spiritual blessing that is so dear to my heart. That is so. I'm so passionate about it. That in most men's event, this is what I talk about, because so many men and, and women don't know this truth, or they know about this truth, but they don't believe this truth because they believe their their origin story, is more powerful than where they are now. So I, I want to go to this to this spiritual blessing, but first I want to read this other scripture to you that I think will set the stage for it. It's John 17:24. Jesus is praying. He's saying, "Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me." And I want to pause right there for a minute. Last week we said every good and perfect gift comes from God. God loves giving gifts. He gives Jesus something. Who does he give to Jesus? us if he gives good and perfect gifts and he gives us to Jesus guess what you are this morning in Christ good and perfect realize what Jesus just prayed for and what Jesus looks at you you are good and perfect so your origin story does not matter you see that it matters in the sense that you know, it's part of our history and it's part of, of where we come from. It's part of our testimony. But it doesn't have to define who you are this morning. Only God gets to define that. Only God gets to define that. So back to the scripture. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me. Listen to the heart of Christ there. Thank you for giving me this, but oh, man, I, I want them to be with me where I am so that they can see my glory that, that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Before God said, let there be light, before anything was created, there was a loving father-son relationship in place. Okay. Before time ever was began, God had already established A father-son loving relationship and that's the relationship that he invites us into. Can you just use your imagination to stretch out a little bit and just think about that. You are a good and perfect gift given to Jesus. Invited into this relationship that was established before anything else was established and made and created. You were invited to the same relationship that father and and son have. And that should erase any fear of your origin story for good. Because you're not that. You're not that. So the the spiritual blessing I want to concentrate is in verse 5. Ephesians 1 verse 5. He predestined us for adoption as sons. Through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will. That phrase, adoptions as sons, it needs to kind of be together in the Greek. It's not kind of separated. It means the placing of sons. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But just, just look at this scripture. God had decided way in advance, before anything was created, anything, time, this earth, the universe, before anything was created, that he was going to rescue people by having them have a faith in Jesus Christ. Before anything, God had already determined what he was going to do. He already had a plan in motion. He had decided way before time began to make a way for us to enter his family. And Jesus was that way. Jesus is that way. It was his idea, it was his purpose. And throughout Scripture, we see this, it's everywhere, this whole plan of adoption. It's it's everywhere throughout Scripture. But it's also echoed in another favorite verse of mine that I use often at the men events. And this is the one, in 2 Corinthians 6.18. Because this is a great practice, 2 Corinthians 6.18. And I will be your father... And you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. Wow. I love this great proclamation that God makes. I'm going to be your God. I'm going to be your father and you're going to be my sons and daughters. See, when God says something, we really should pay attention to it. We, We really should take it to heart. Because God means what he says. He's not a man that he should lie. He, he means this. And not only does he say it, he put a plan in motion to make it happen through Jesus. This, this whole idea of adoption, it was his idea. It was his plan. It was his purpose. So I have this working definition uh, about the blessing of adoption. Here's the working definition to keep in mind. Adoption is the extreme makeover of people into sons and daughters. The extreme makeover of people into sons and daughters. That's really what adoption is really about. The spiritual blessing is all about the process that God brings us through in order to make us in to sons and daughters that look like Jesus Christ. This is extreme makeover, it sometimes feels very extreme, I, you know, like... I can admit to that, and you can admit to that it, it it feels that way now. I want to go back to that that place as a son in the greco Roman history time period, uh, the Jewish people really didn't have a concept of adoption. It happened, but it was more tradition, and it wasn 't really a formal ceremony but in the in the Greek and the Romans, they had formal ceremonies uh, that would actually show the adoption of some other individual into into their family. In the Roman world, it was actually giving them a new toga, a new robe, and that would signify that they were now part of this family. But it also took on such a deeper meaning. When you were adopted into a family, you were given an entirely new name, completely different than the one that you had. Matter of fact, That name never got spoken again. It was forgotten in place of the, of the new name and the status that that new name carried for the, for the adopted person. So you, you had a new name, you had a new identity, you had a new position, a new status. And one of the huge benefits of this was that any debts that you had before this, We're now erased, forgiven, and as if they never existed. It's really powerful stuff. Think about that and where we are in in the family of God. So your origin stories have been changed as if they never existed. You have a, a new identity. You have a, a new name. Favorite son of God. Favorite daughter of God. You have got a new position. You walk in power. You walk in authority. You walk in newness of life. Everything about your life has changed. Because you've been adopted into the family of God. And if that's not enough to get a hallelujah out of somebody, I'm not sure what is. Thank you. When you became part of this family, you were now on equal standing with everybody else in the family. The one beautiful part about this is many times they would adopt a former slave. A slave or servant became so loved by the family that they just made them part of the family. And... And one day he would would have been a servant and a slave. The next day he was treated as an equal member of the family. As if he had never been a slave in that house before. They never even mentioned it. This is how powerful this picture that Paul is using here to get us to understand what we have been given. And that this great gift of getting into a family also comes with an inheritance. An inheritance we get to enjoy now and forever. It's an inheritance that, that supplies a means of living in this world today and, and it absolutely sets us up for all eternity. It's a beautiful thing about this whole adoption process into the, to, to the family of God. This is we were, uh, There's a huge shift in your life when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. It's an an identity shift. We who were once slaves, we who were once orphans, we who were once enemies of God, the Bible says, are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. If we have bowed our knee to the Messiah and accepted Him as Lord and Savior of our lives and and have decided with all that we are to, to follow Him we are now sons and daughters daughters of the Most High God. It's an identity shift. It's it's a, a new way to live life and a new way to see life. A new way to experience life. And enjoy life. Our inheritance is better than anything that the world can offer because it's limitless. Because our inheritance is the very kingdom of God. This blessing means that everything that the Father has in His kingdom is ours. Every part of it. All the authority, all the resources, all the riches, everything that God has in His kingdom is for the sons and daughters of the Most High to walk in. Not talk about a prosperity gospel. Hear me out. It means we have the freedom to walk as sons and daughters. Obedient, passionate, focused on the heart of God. His will, His purposes. It's not what we can get out of the kingdom, it's what we can be in the kingdom. See what I'm saying? All the resources are ours, but we're going to use it for the glory of God, not for the glory of Jay, Not for the benefit of Jay. There are benefits. There's huge benefits to be a son, to be a daughter of God. We said this scripture last week. His divine power has granted us all things. Say all things. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence. We read that last week. We were all with the scripture. We took it apart. But it was important to repeat that His divine power has granted us all things. He hasn't left anything else to help. We need to walk a life of godliness, of faithful sonship, faithful daughtership. He's provided for us. But here's something in Timothy that I found during my study this week. Just just really rocked my world. Have you ever, you know, I've read this scripture and you probably have read this scripture too and when I'm about to share with you. And when I read it again, the Holy Spirit just dropped something into my spirit that, that just pertains to what we're talking about and so much more. Here it is. It's in 1 Timothy 6.17. Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. This is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Do you enjoy your blessings? See, a son and daughter gets to enjoy their blessings. Gets to enjoy their, their position in the family of God. We get to enjoy this, which means it leads us to worship. It leads us to worship. We get to enjoy being with Father God. We get to enjoy to be with each other. Every spiritual blessing stored in heavenly places can be released in our lives because of the legal right of sonship. So we are His children, we are His sons, we are His daughters... And we are also joint heirs with Christ. This gives us a legal position. A legal standing. To walk in the rights and privileges of sonship. Romans 8. 14-15 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery. Someone say, Amen. And that returns you to fear. That returns you to your origin story. The thing that you're afraid of. But you have received what? The spirit of sonship. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. A child of God, a son or daughter of God, has been invited into the most intimate relationship that there could ever be. We become so intimate with Father God that we could say, Abba, Father, dear Daddy. That's really what the closest way that we can describe what what Abba means. It means dear Daddy. And so we get to say, dear Daddy, Daddy, dear Father, Father. It is a term of respect and honor and great adoration. And we get to say those words we have been invited into this relationship so that we can come into the very throne room of God and we don't have to uh, be worried about how we're going to be received. Because we can say, Abba Father, I'm, I'm here. I am here. This is huge. If we can get this in our spirit... And realize that we get to enter into this relationship as a son and daughter. And adoption means that we belong to Jesus. (coughs) Adoption gives us this great freedom. It's this great freedom that we can stand in confidence before a holy God and call Him Father. As someone who grew up in a home where I could hardly speak to my father, my earthly dad, that I had to ask if I could enter a room, that I had to ask if I could have a drink of water, that I had to ask to go outside, to come inside. And if I didn't ask, all hell broke out. So as someone who grew up, to be able to try to even mention the word daddy was difficult. Imagine when I discovered that I got to call God Father. And how much freedom that gave me. How much power it gave. How much identity it gave me. How much purpose it gave me. See, this is why this particular spiritual blessing is so dear to me. So powerful for me. It's why I love to talk about it. So I, to, I just love to get men alone and just get this into their heads. Because so often it's men that have this issue. And I know it's not just men. But they're, believe me, I talk to a lot of them and this is a huge issue and but when when i get to see the light bulbs start to come on as i'm speaking and the holy spirit is penetrating their hearts and they begin to realize that their 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 origin story doesn't have to define them anymore that they can be defined by father god wow what freedom comes so i feel like you know this is just This is just something that God wants us to see in a new way that maybe we haven't seen it before. So I I urge you to go over these scriptures over and over and again. Ask the Holy Spirit where do I feel like I'm still an orphan in my spirit? Where do I feel like I'm still a slave? Remember what Jesus said? Uh, I call you my friends. There is a level of friendship that we could have with God that is respectful, that that we do treat Him as holy, but again, it invites us into a deeper relationship with Him. I don't think we realize the intimacy that God wants to have with us. And we still kind of skirt around the perimeter. Because we're just not sure. And that has, that has nothing on God. That has everything to do with what we believe about God. And everything what we, we believe about ourselves. And that's why God wants to get that out of us. And God wants to speak deeply into us. See, to be adopted in, 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 in the Greco-Roman world was not a thing of shame. It was a celebration. Nowadays, it's still, there's, still, there's still something funky about it at times. But it's really a beautiful representation of the heart of Father God to have adoption go on in, in today's world. It's really, a, it's really a, if we would understand the position that we have because we've been adopted into, fam- into the family of God and that the, all, all the kingdom resources are ours. It doesn't depend on our resources. It depends on God's resources. How much more freedom will we walk in? I paused, and I I was, because I wanted my friend to come back before I said this. So Kevin and I became best friends at age 17. Uh, Almost instantaneously, we were, uh, I have to tell you this little story. We were, there was a Valentine's Day banquet, and it was a Sadie Hawkins type thing where we got invited. We knew each other, but we weren't really friends at this point. And during somewheres during this, this banquet, which both him and I were very bored, we decided to go out and take a walk in the parking lot where this restaurant was. And it was freezing cold. And During this walk around this restaurant for uh, an hour or so, we, our friendship began. The important part of that story is not only was a friendship developed between Kevin and I that have lasted all these years, uh, is that his family took me in, his mom especially, Treated me like I was a son in her house. It, it wasn't being invited to, to uh, special events and holidays. It was, you are coming, right? It was like she was talking to one of her sons. You're going to be there, right? And it was, uh, it was an amazing thing. There was no formal ceremony of being adopted. But the acceptance and the status that I receive of being an honorary Bonsignor was amazing to me growing up. Especially after I just come back to the Lord. To have that kind of acceptance. Whereas, you know, there are a lot of people still unsure about me. Because I did a lot of damage in my rebellion years. This family was brave enough and courageous enough to... To take me into their family and treat me as one of their own, so that was the heart of God being demonstrated, and a kind of a practical look of of, of spiritual adoption. I became a spiritual son to Mary and charlie uh, and and a brother to Kevin and his sister. Uh, so much so that our that our friendship has lasted so all these years and uh, Kevin's son, Mitchell, is a very dear friend of my son's, Michael. They were born just three days apart. You know. So I love what God does there. See, not only do I love a story, God loves a story. He loves your stories. He loves where he's put you in his story. And so I would love for you to go out today rethinking this whole idea of being adopted into his family I, I urge you to, to dive into the book of Ephesians and other, other scriptures that talk about adoption to talk about being sons and daughters because I really think God is trying to get us to understand something that we're, we need to understand in a different way because there's release coming, there's power coming there's authority coming that you need in order to deal with the stuff that you're dealing with out there that you're not quite seeing yet but I think if you can come come and study that and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand it and receive and believe and obey what God asks you to do, I think there's going to be so much more released in your life than, than what you can imagine at this point. Amen?